What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 19 of the Big Fly Pod with the co-host Christian Myers and myself, Ty Lewin. So sorry we missed last week. Our personal lives came into play with our jobs and no excuses, but definitely is not our uh, daily uh, daily pay with this podcast, Christian. So I think that's kind of where we're at with this. But we are so sorry. We're going to obviously try to continually do this week in, week out, um, you know, unless other things come up. But we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep it rolling, folks. Today, we're going to be rolling into the AL East. We're going to be talking about, or excuse me, the AL West, talking about the Mariners and the Astros, going a little bit over the WBC, the with the World Baseball Classic. Sort of an update on what's going on here so far during the WBC uh, and the big matchups and almost the 24-hour period of WBC starting here rolling into Saturday and just doing some quick notes on college baseball. But I think, Christian, I think we should check in with you first. I think that's what we normally do. How are you? Dude, I'm good this week. I'm good. We uh you know, I appreciate you taking some of the blame for last week, but that was pretty much all it my was. Fault yeah, last week, hundred um, percent. But you know, we're having we're having a good day. It's Friday. The Miami Marlins punched their ticket to the World Series today with the Yuli Gurriel pickup. My guy, and I'm just keeping an eye on this TCU in Texas uh, Big Twelve semi right now. That yeah. is pretty good. But it's it's hell of a sports weekend in general. March Madness, WBC, the Marlins spring training. I mean, it's crazy right now, man. Crazy. Abs- absolutely insane. So, well, let's roll into the AL West. We've done our full preview of the uh, of the National League here, rolling through all the teams with what they're going to be rolling in, into with in the 2023 season along with their prospects. Now we're going to turn it over to the American League as we're just a few weeks away, I believe, 19, 20 days left until the regular season. Uh, But with baseball starting up with the WBC, everything feels back to normal. It feels like springtime is rolling around, especially here in Colorado, and uh, things are looking upwards. So we're super excited. Uh, Let's roll into the AL West. We're going to start with the AL West division winners from last year, the Houston Astros, and of course, the World Series champs. Rolling into this to this year, looking like another favorite to win the World Series, uh, losing Verlander, but picking up other pieces that we'll talk about here in just a minute that I think are putting them in a very, very good position. Again, you're rolling into the 2023 season, leading off Jose Altuve over at second base, Michael Brantley returning back on the free agent deal uh, at the DH position, Alex Bregman over at third base, Jordan Alvarez. One of the best overall players in all of baseball rolling in a left field. Jose Abreu, the new addition here this offseason from the White Sox, rolling over at first base. Kyle Tucker over in right field. Jeremy Pena, the outstanding young shortstop that had such a tremendous run during the playoffs last year, manning the shortstop position. Chaz McCormick manning that center field position. Finally, rounding out the lineup behind the backstop, Martin, Martin Maldonado, one of the best defensive catchers in all of baseball. Starting rotation-wise, Fran Mira Valdez, Christian Javier with the should have almost had the entire no-hitter during the World Series last year on just himself, Luis Garcia, Jose, Christian, thank you, Hunter Brown, 
uh, manning that fifth position. All right. I mean, dude, look, I don't really know. It's it's exciting to see what other teams are doing across baseball and it's exciting to see what free agency does. And it does. It's it's such an amazing thing for all of baseball. But tell me why the Houston Astros are not going to win the World Series again this year. I think the only thing that would stop them from doing that is no Verlander. Yeah. You know, their key, really all their key pieces are coming back. I know that they had the mid season deal last year to get Mancini in. Um, you know, I don't know how much that really affected anything over there. And then losing one of their most consistent hitters, they replaced him with Jose Abreu, which I think is going to play really well for them. But other than that, I mean, that team still top to bottom is pretty loaded. Yeah. You think about the fact that, you know, Yuli Gurriel obviously was a 2019, 2020 batting champ. Um, you know, a premier defensive first baseman. You're not getting the defensive side as much with Jose Abreu, but from just from the offensive side, I mean, this dude can legitimately go out there and hit over 300. Um, he's one, been one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. Uh, with being with the White Sox and just not having that opportunity to go deep into the playoffs here the last couple of years, that is not a uh, you know, uh, a chirp towards the White Sox, but it is. Um, but you look at this lineup. You now bring in a guy like Michael Brantley, and I just truly think that Michael Brantley is one of the best hitters in all of baseball, and I think that injuries obviously plagued a very difficult year for him last year, and for the Strohs to continually uh, have success without him shows how deep they are as a, as a lineup, uh, and as, of course, in their prospect uh, network, as we'll talk about here in just a sec, but you now add uh, now you add back that veteran bat at the top of the lineup to supplement all the other guys they have through there. I mean, you got to go Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, and then, then mind you, then you have Jose Abreu, Kyle Tucker, then Jeremy Pena. Your two weakest links are Chaz McCormick and Martin Maldonado, and they still put together quality at bats. So overall, I don't see how this team doesn't this doesn't win another World Series. I had that Padres winning this World Series this year after the last season. Uh, ended after the World Series, but oh my God, this is this is insane. Now, while this lineup is you know fulfilled and and has everything it needs from the pitching standpoint, they're pretty much loaded, you know, top to bottom. Prospects wise, Christian, anybody that we're kind of looking out for that might have maybe an impact here in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think there's actually a couple this year that could have somewhat of an impact on this team and be kind of big big players in the everyday, maybe not every day, but in the the weekly lineup. And that is Corey Lee, who is a catcher who's been pretty highly touted ever since he came out of Baylor a few years ago. I think we'll probably see him start to get some more reps in there, especially with uh, Vasquez being gone now um, and Maldonado being up there in age, who's going to need some time off. I think Corey Lee will come in and, fulfill that role as a as a backup catcher and do it well and then on the pitching side is Forrest Whitley who has been highly touted for a while but has run into some issues off the field that have kept him sort of down in the minor leagues I think he had a pretty bad arm injury a couple of years ago as well but he's someone who they've been super high on and they've kept him around you know he hasn't got a rule five or anything like that. And they've figured out a way to hang on to him. So 
I think that with that being said, they're going to need to use him at some point this year. And so those are two guys that I think will pop in. And as we've been seeing from the Astros, all the prospects that they groom and bring up through their system have usually generated some pretty good successes when they get to the big league level. So keep an eye out for those two guys. Absolutely. And their number one prospect, uh, Hunter Brown's going to be manning that fifth spot in the rotation. And, you know, just some of the clips you've seen so far from spring training, you see him being an absolute stud here for the future. I saw something that said, yeah, we lost Verlander, but now we have Hunter Brown for the next seven, eight years. And uh, it's, it's gotta be fun to be an Astros fan these days. Well, let's turn it over to a team that really made a fun run through the playoffs and is honestly been such an underrated team the last few years. And, you just love to see what's been going on in that ballpark and in that city and the buzz around this team. And this year, the Mariners have a really legitimate shot to make a, a huge impact, especially through, through the playoffs with some of the additions they made this offseason. Rolling from the top of the lineup here, Colton Wong, man in the second base position, obviously an addition here this past offseason. Julio Rodriguez, uh, the all-talented Dominican Republican start uh, starting center fielder in the WBC. Uh, just a legitimate superstar for the years to come. Ty France, a very underrated first baseman uh, that can put the ball to the ballpark at any point. Oscar Hernandez coming over from the Blue Jays, now manning the left field position. Eugenio Suarez manning the third base. Cal Raleigh over at the catching. Uh, oh, uh, Cal Raleigh, who's going to be the catcher there uh, for the Mariners in the uh, upcoming season. Uh, Jared Kellenek, who has had, my God, has had some of the longest home runs so far in all of spring training, hit one over the batter's eye uh, a couple days ago. I, a very intriguing player to watch this year who had a down year last year. Uh, AJ Pollock, who was a addition here in free agency, who was last year with the White Sox. He's manning the DH position in this projection here with, uh, with Roto Champ. And then JP Crawford manning the shortstop position. Starting rotation-wise, very, very solid. Top to bottom, Luis Castillo, uh, one of the best pitchers in all baseball. Logan Gilbert, one of the young stars that are that had a great year last year, looking to uh, even have a better year this year. Robbie Ray, a, a recent free agent addition uh, previous year. George Kirby in the fourth spot. And then Marco Gonzalez uh, rounding out the rotation uh, for the Mariners. I mean, legitimately, what... What has to happen for the Mariners to win the AL West over the Strohs, in your opinion? I think they just need their lineup to click and stay consistent for the entire year. You know, last year, down the stretch, we saw it really come through and back up the starting pitching that they had. And I think if they can start the year and keep it consistent as the year goes on, in the lineup, I think that's going to be good. And then I also think that the back half of their bullpen needs to really get solidified. They're kind of going closer by committee is uh, what I've heard. And I think they just really need to find an arm that is going to fit that consistent ninth inning role instead of, you know, being Paul Seawald every couple days, um, whoever else they've got in there that they were using last year going for a couple Munoz, days Munez, Diego Castillo mm -hmm. uh Ryder, you know Ken Ken Giles is still with them as well um Matt Brash is in there I mean they yeah you're right Christian I mean this who did they um remind me of who they sent over in the Teoscar Hernandez deal to the Jays 
who was that uh, relief arm they had in the bullpen last year? Oh, come on. What is it? I can't remember off the top of my head who you it know, was, but I don't think it was anybody of too great of significance in the, yeah, at the back. Yeah, but either way, I mean, the Mariners, it, it, all it is is that for baseball, we're starting to see some of these cities that had such down years for so long, um, you know, making the playoffs again or making the playoffs this past season for the first time since I believe it was 2001 uh, with when Ichiro was around. So look out for the Mariners this year. If things click and things go right, uh, look out because they could have a major impact on the AL playoffs uh, next season. Now, anybody that we're looking to see that could come in this season for them that could actually help get them over the edge or are these guys looking more towards the future? I think with the Mariners, it's probably going to be more future guys. I don't think we're going to see too many young guys coming up this year that are really going to be making an impact just because of how young they are and how much depth that they have. But I know one guy that I've talked about earlier uh, in this podcast and still think is going to be a really good good player for them in a couple years maybe is Zach Deloach, who is – you know, he's he's been in double A um, the last year, probably going to be up in triple A this year. And the dude just is is a really good hitter, all around hitter for contact power, everything. Um, a pitcher to watch maybe who might make an appearance uh, at some point this year, but probably later in the year is Emerson Hancock, who they've been pretty high on. He's their number two prospect right now. And just all around good stuff. I mean, good, good velocity on the fastball that sticks around for a while. Really good command and control with his off-speed stuff. So if they do really get into some bullpen issues at any point this year, I think that could be a name that might pop up. But I wouldn't expect to see either of these guys too soon. Yep. Yep. Just a, a star-studded team that, unfortunately, just has the Astros in the division. I mean, if they're in a different division like the NL Central, AL Central, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, but uh, they're getting dealt a tough hand with the Astros in their division. Well, uh, we'll roll through the rest, rest of the AL West next week, uh, but let's turn it over to the WBC. The World Baseball Classic has not disappointed so far. And mind you, some of these games have been at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. across the United States. Um, but still the buzz and hype around WBC has just been tremendous. A um, couple storylines right now is just, you know, can anyone beat Japan? Uh, Japan's had uh, a premier offensive showing, uh, especially against Korea, one of the tougher competitors, especially probably the number two team within that pool. Uh, they're in Tokyo. Japan looks absolutely outstanding. They're 2-0 and right now, um, and they are going to be playing the Czech Republic here uh, technically this morning or, or or tomorrow morning, I don't know how that works. Uh, they play at 5 a.m. Eastern. It's uh, <laughs> it's Friday. But if you're up and at it, uh, I recommend turning that on because Japan is an absolute horse uh, right now. A couple other storylines, uh, Italy and uh, Chinese Taipei are really battling for that two spot. They had a tremendous matchup here this morning, uh, back and forth, back and forth. Chinese Taipei ended up coming out on top after Italy had taken down Panama. And so with the Netherlands now having that top spot there, 
basically you have a four-man race to see who can get that two spot with Chinese Taipei, Italy, Cuba, and Panama. Finally, Australia came through with a huge upset, uh, taking down Korea. Now Korea at 0-2, Korea needing to win the next two games and get a little lucky. Um, they're right now supposed to play the Czech Republic uh, here tomorrow. And so really interested to see how that all plays out. The rest of the pools, of course, with the, you know, the pool C of course, in Phoenix with the U S Mexico, Great Britain, Colombia, Canada, that all starts here this Saturday. And then of course the same in Miami for the Dominican Republic, Israel, Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela, all going to be matchups here over the, rolling over the next couple of days. Obviously those games are going to be a little bit easier to see uh, in reference to, you know, the United States uh, viewership. Uh, Christian checked out any of the games so far, able to watch any of them. I know that your, <laughs> your schedule is a little bit crazier than mine, but uh, able to see any of these games so far, or see any of these teams. Uh, yeah. I've caught a couple glimpses um, into a couple games and I mean, pretty much to sum up what, what the best part of the WBC so far is Lars Newtbar, who has been going off crazy man, the Japan team, um, you know, playing for them. And you might, you know, there was a funny video that went around of the Japanese manager talking to the team to get everybody pumped up. And Newtbar looked at his translator and was like, what did he just say? And the translator had no idea because he couldn't hear anything. <laughs> but, um, you know, even though he can't understand what's being asked of him from the manager, he has been balling out in the world or in the world baseball classic. And I think that's just awesome. Yeah, man. And what's so cool is that people I, I really like and I understand why they had to situate it this way, because they have to allow for time for these teams to make it back over to the states for the uh for the playoff rounds. But I really love the fact that these people, people around the United States, man, they get to see what baseball is like in, in, uh, in the Asia Pacific islands. And, and, you know, that portion of the world where every single fan is on their feet, clapping, cheering, they got cheerleaders. Uh, they got, you know, obviously from like the Cuban side, they got the, the horns that are going off every, two minutes you just see the passion and love for the game that i hope a lot of people can see and and be and and be appreciative of what is baseball to the world and that is the beauty of the wbc and sometimes we don't get to see that in the states because we play so many games and you know maybe some teams that necessarily their fanship isn't as high as others um watch a game in the tokyo dome when japan's playing or watch a game when Chinese Taipei is playing. Um, I don't even know how you say this word in Taichung, I believe is the name of how you say it, uh, of where they're playing. But these crowds are insane. These teams that are playing there that have never played anything like that, you can see them struggling with just that intensity and and everyone in it every single moment. The World ba Baseball Classic is not disappointed. Shohei Otani is really getting shown off here. I, hot take. Or I guess it's not really a hot take, Christian. I hope I hope Otani is not in an Angels uniform next year, and he's in a uniform of of a team that is a legitimate top five viewership team in all of baseball. Because we are starting to see what he means to Japan and how much he can mean here to the United States. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right on that that take. I think he's probably I think he's going to stay in California, but just shoot up the freeway a little bit. That would be unbelievable, man. But he is he is going off over there, and and it is pretty cool. And 
yeah, if if you get a chance to check out the games that are down in Miami with those Latin American countries, um, it's going to be it is going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be so loud in there just with the drums and the horns and the yelling and everything. And people get into it. I mean, baseball really is in some of those countries. It's the big sport. You know, over here we've got football that kind of rivals rivals baseball and takes over a little bit more and for other countries baseball is pretty much all that they have um just like soccer in europe and it really is something and you do get to see it through the wbc which like you said i think is is awesome totally agree brother it's 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 just been so much fun so um, really interested to see can the U.S. you know roll through these next couple of days with Great Britain, Canada, and Mexico. Um, that U.S. Mexico matchup on Sunday uh, will have a sold out crowd, is what I've heard. Um, and Mexico has been a team that a lot of people are talking about that could kind of come out of nowhere, especially with their p- uh, pitching with Julio Arias. Uh, and some of their other arms and, you know, adding guys like Randy Rosarena on their offensive side, definitely a team to watch out for. Hopefully the U.S. is able to push through uh, here in the next couple of days. On the college baseball side, folks, um, matchups are starting to dwindle down when it comes to a lot of teams that are facing off with um, non-conference opponents, whether they're facing a mid-major program, another team from another big conference. Uh, This weekend seems to have uh, not as the premier matchups. Uh, Last weekend, we had Miami and Florida, which was one of the best matchups all weekend. Uh, They went into Sunday tied in the series, and Florida absolutely came out and uh, pumped them. Uh, Actually saw it a rule. Um, with the Florida, one of the Florida baseball players actually taking the U logo, putting it up and smashing it over his knee once the game was over and kissing to the Miami fans. Uh, that's one of the best rivalries in all of baseball that always has a great series at the beginning of the year. Um, and you saw some other teams that were just having struggles against some of these mid-major teams. You could tell that uh, it's going to be absolutely crazy when it comes to conference matchups that are rolling here uh, into next weekend. Uh, teams like Alabama and Florida are going to be rolling out there. The ACC will be rolling out with their schedule. Big 10, it's going to be uh, much better to talk about college baseball during that time because every single matchup is going to be so pivotal this year because you pretty much have LSU at the top who seems to not necessarily give in to any single team. But then across the other teams, you're seeing a lot of movement across the board and teams losing these mid-major squads. And LSU looks like the premier team right now. Uh, we'll see if other teams are able to start getting hot. You know, Tennessee had that whole issue, of course, with uh, you know their shortstop, Ahuna, and Tony Vitello getting suspended there uh, for the weekend. I'm guessing it had to do with some form of his transfer from Kansas. You're starting to see them rolling a little bit. They absolutely trounced, I believe, it was Moorhead State tonight, 21 to 2 or something. So you're starting to maybe see some teams starting to come the cream of the crop. Teams like Florida, Stanford, Tennessee, LSU. LSU is really that number one team right now. Um, but they haven't necessarily faced those premier teams like other some of these other teams have. So again, as these weekends roll through where we get that LSU Tennessee matchup, um, we start to see the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, uh, you know, Pac 12, you know, Big 12 schedules roll through. We're really going to start to see who is actually the premier teams to watch out for that are going to be rolling into the playoffs and potentially going to Omaha here. Um, 
I think that rounds out really what we got to say here today, brother. I mean, uh, baseball is just around the corner. Spring training has been fantastic. You got to see a lot of talent, a lot of injuries, unfortunately, but I think a lot of those injuries will be kind of dwindled down towards that. Uh, maybe that back half of the first week of, of the opening year, but uh, opening opening day, but um, anything else, uh, anything else you got to add in uh, to this talk here, Christian, before we sign off? Yeah. I mean, we're three weeks away from opening day and being into the full season uh, back again. So it's just another couple of weeks to be patient, but we do have, you know, the USA opens up tomorrow for WBC play and um, we're, we're getting right into it. It's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be, Hopefully they smoke Great Britain and then roll through Mexico and then they're able to roll through Canada. And next thing you know, we're going to have some big time matchups. I mean, we're talking, folks, biggest matchups in the history of the WBC easily. Some of the best teams that have rolled through this tournament. And uh, my God, I mean, probably one of the best matchups in the history of baseball potentially coming up with that being between U.S., Dominican Republic or Japan. Uh, it's just been an absolutely uh, insane insanity in those stadiums and very excited to see what Phoenix and Miami can pull off here uh, for their games here in the next coming days. Well, that rounds out our episode 19 folks. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, looking forward to catching you on the next episode with some updates on the WBC continuing on with the AL West and uh, rolling into uh, conference baseball season for college baseball. Thanks so much.